Every Woman is a feminist show that highlights the struggles, triumphs, and accomplishments of women and girls and the men who support them. Every Woman includes a rich intersection of female voices that represent a wide range of ethnicities, social and economic status, as well as political and spiritual beliefs, with the purpose to enact social, political, environmental, and economic change. The views and opinions expressed on Every Woman are those of the hosts and the guests and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Midcoast Radio Project Incorporated, KKFI staff, board, or management. I ensure my peace. I ensure I am happy. I ensure by working every day to fulfill my dreams, goals, and purpose. I ensure my own value, myself, period. I am Angela Believes. I want to welcome you all to Every Woman on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Got a very special guest joining us via Zoom. We're going to be talking with Miss Shonda Gonzalez about Kansas City Agency, which is an independent insurance company located here right in Kansas City. Welcome to Every Woman, Shonda. Thank you, Angela. Thanks for having me today. Most definitely. Thank you for being here to talk with us. A lot of us um, out here don't have a lot of knowledge on insurance, so I feel it's a very important topic that we address to make sure we get rid of any myths out there or misconceptions. But before we do that, let's talk about why you decided to start your own insurance agency. Well, I have owned, developed, and invested in many other businesses over the past 25 years. I uh, started my career in the finance industry in 1996 as an affiliate real estate broker. At that time, I was a divorced single mom, and selling real estate gave me an opportunity to um finished my bachelor's business administration degree while uh, financing my way through college and being able to pay my mortgage and take care of my oldest son at the time. Um, over those over the last 25 years, I have continued to be involved in real estate while also developing a career in commercial banking. And as I have considered some of the businesses that I've owned previously and a business that I wanted to be able to take me into retirement, there are a few key things that I uh, knew that I wanted to have, and I felt like the insurance industry provided me with those things. Um, they are having a business that was scalable, a business that produces residual and passive income, one that would allow me to build a legacy for my family. Um, and also, one thing that's most important to me is being able to serve others. And so having a business that allows me to serve the needs of my clients and also teach them how to build generational wealth. Uh, I believe that my investment in Kansas City Agency is also an investment in my community and the future of my family. I have nine grandchildren, five of them are girls, and I want to be able to, Shout out to the guide them in being knowledgeable about their financial futures the way my grandmother guided me. Shout out to the grandbabies, yes. I'm not there yet. I'm waiting. You know, when my son is ready, okay, I'm enjoying uh, being his mom. <laughs> so, listen, I, I want yes. you to flex for a minute. Let's talk about sure. your previous businesses that you've started because you've been doing this for a long time as far as starting mm -hmm. businesses, over 25 years. So, I want you to flex. Tell us about some of your businesses you've started. Okay. Um, well, most recently, I um, uh, developed and uh, owned Boutique care um, and that is the business that I started in 2011 and transferred to a new owner uh, in 2019 that is a, a local um, skincare clinic that specializes in body sugar and hair removal I have also owned a, a real estate brokerage and um, which well, that that company um, specialized in residential resale and also new home sales, 
and I um, continue to have some investment in other real estate ventures. So those are a bit different uh, from the insurance mm-hmm. uh, agency. D- what have you yes. taken from those previous businesses that you have moved over to service your clients with your insurance agency? Well, with any business, I feel that the key to being able to develop your clientele and being able to retain clientele is the level of service that you provide and being able to um, educate your clients on the services they're receiving, being able to follow up and follow through and just know that your clients are your boss. So even though you may be self-employed and a lot of people want to be self-employed because they feel like, well, I don't want to have a boss. I don't want to have anybody that is um, telling me what I have to do every day. Well, when you're self-employed, you actually have hundreds and sometimes thousands of bosses because you have to be able to provide a very high level of service and care and fiduciary responsibility to the clients that are depending on you and relying on you for the services that you provide each day. And, you know, yes, it's one thing to be able to get clients. I think anybody can get a client if you try hard enough. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's maintaining that client. You want to make sure that you are maintaining your clients and you're keeping them satisfied. And satisfaction is in in an array. It's making sure you answer questions, find solutions to those problems. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the importance of generational wealth. Because you mentioned that. And I think a lot of us need to, to work more on creating that instead of just living that week-by-week paycheck, which a lot of us have done or presently do. Right. And um, for myself, you know, growing up in a family that that wasn't um, well off, but um, with uh, a grandmother who had the the foresight to know the importance of being a homeowner, uh, the foresight of knowing the importance of saving and also planning for final life expenses. And so I am just truly passionate about being able to teach people the importance of home ownership. There are many other ways that, that insurance um, can, can help with teaching generational wealth and then closing that wealth gap. Um, but I feel like the one key thing is to get people to understand how home ownership can help you to build wealth because it tends to be an automatic saving vehicle. Uh, in addition to that, with insurance, there are many different tools and vehicles available in terms of being able to invest and save and uh, grow wealth through um, a number of vehicles, annuities, um, uh, different life insurance plans. But then another area where I feel like many people, especially people of color, different minorities, that we sometimes miss the boat on final life expenses. And I think that is a key to, you know, being able to be prepared and not leaving your families with the burden of what to do or how to make arrangements when we transition out of our lives here on Earth. So all of those things together, um, um, again, insurance plays a major key on being able to provide the investment vehicles for people to start understanding and knowing how to build wealth, create wealth for their families, and um, bridge that gap that we tend to see sometimes in uh, minority populations with uh, being able to experience the level of wealth that others may have already because it's it's customary um, in certain circles, but not customary, and it's not taught um, in certain minority groups. Yeah, and I just want to say that um, the white um, 
racist supremacies, um, they withheld that from us. So that's why we don't have a lot of that knowledge to uh, because it was withheld from us mm-hmm. intentionally. So it's wonderful to have right. business owners such as yourself um, making that bridge to uh, to fill that gap where where we have previously lacked. Tell us about the services that Kansas City Agency provides. So we have a number of property and casualty um, products available. Because we are an independent insurance agency and insurance advisors, we are able to access multiple carriers and be able to um, provide quotes and compare rates with, with numerous insurance carriers as opposed to only having one company or um, one set of products available. We can help with um, your homeowners, your auto insurance. We can assist with insurance for your business, um, no matter the size of your business, and um, um, many other investment vehicles that are available to uh, help you be able to plan and prepare for the the things that you want in life and also to protect your assets. Wonderful. So anyone out there listening, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to, to call in. The number is 816-931-5534. And we have Shonda Gonzalez on with us via Zoom. We're talking about her insurance company, Kansas City Agency. And we've been talking about auto insurance, um, um, home insurance, how to build generational wealth and why she started her company. So we're, I want to go ahead and take this time to dispel some of the, the – there's some seven uh, facts that you can share with us about insurance. Can you go ahead and get into that with us? Sure. So many auto owners are confused by common misconceptions and misinformation that are related to insurance for their vehicles. So I want to share today seven things that you should know about auto insurance. While shopping online makes it easy to be able to compare rates, it's still difficult to know if you have the right coverage. Additionally, you may miss money-saving discounts if you're purchasing um, car insurance separate from your home condo or renter's insurance. So the first um, thing that you need to know is that there are ways to pay less for auto insurance. There are several ways that you can reduce your auto uh, insurance bill. One is by reducing coverage or dropping comprehensive insurance on an older vehicle. Another way is raising your deductible, um, which is the out-of-pocket expenses that you have before your insurance kicks in. So as an example, if you have a $500 deductible, um, but you can comfortably afford 750 or more in out-of-pocket expenses in the event of an accident, you can reduce your premium anywhere from 15 to 30% or more just by increasing your deductible. And I want to talk more about that that comprehensive because some people may be listening um, and they're hearing these terms and not really understanding what they are. But before we do that, and if y'all want to get that information, y'all going to have to stay with us while we take this station break. Hold, please. I am Angela Believes. You are listening to Every Woman on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. We are joined via Zoom with Shonda Gonzalez. She's talking about Kansas City Agency, which is her independently owned insurance company. So before we took the station break for messages, we were talking about seven things you should know about auto insurance, and we were on number one. However, before we continue, i got to shout out my co-host up in here. How dare I? And co-producers, what's up, y'all? Oh, uh, just sitting here uh, learning and listening, really. And uh, it's I think that the topic of wealth building is so very critical now that we're coming out of this pandemic. The economy may be starting to head back to normal sometime soon. It's a very good opportunity and a very appropriate time to be covering this. And... 
I'm a lot more mature than I was in high school when I was doing the lighting and the director from the school play forgot to thank the people doing the lighting, so I plunged the stage into darkness. So it's a good job to have I'm more mature now. <laughs> but I do think it's an important topic. And one of our friends was very poor and they didn't think they could had enough money for insurance for their car. And then they got into a car wreck that was their fault and their car was totaled. So then they had no transport for work. Mm. So that bind that people are in um, is really important to discuss how people can save money but still protect themselves. You are so right. And I, I get to be vulnerable on this show and honest. I love it. So I remember a long time ago, I used to get stopped. I said a long time ago. Catch that. <laughs> For real, but a long time ago. I used to get stopped a lot. This was when my son was a lot younger because I was a single mom myself and I just couldn't afford. That was the thing that I could afford to let go, but really not afford to let go was the insurance. And I was guaranteed to get stopped a lot and uh, not having insurance and be hauled into court and then pay more than for the tickets than I would have paid if I actually had insurance. So that is very something. That was a very good point that you brought up, Fiona. And we'll we'll talk more with Shonda about how people can reduce those rates. But we were talking about the number one on the seven things you should know about auto insurance. And the comprehensive is what I wanted to explain to our listeners out there. Okay, so let's talk about the, the difference between collision and comprehensive coverage. And so this is the biggest area of confusion that most people have because they don't understand what they're buying. So when you think about collision, think about um, anything that could happen to your vehicle while you're driving it um, versus comprehensive um, are things that could likely happen to your vehicle but you are probably not driving your vehicle when those things happen. So collision reimburses you for damage to your car that occurs because of the collision with another vehicle or another object like hitting a fence, a tree, or a guardrail, or from rolling your car. Comprehensive, on the other hand, provides protection against theft and damage that's caused by an incident that is not a collision, such as hell damage, which is very common here in the Midwest, um, vandalism, fire, flood, falling rocks, falling trees, or um, hitting a deer or other animals. So that's the difference, um, and one of the, you know, that's things that um, usually confuse people when they're buying insurance. Um, if you have uh, an older vehicle where you may not um, need the amount of coverage or maybe what you would pay for your deductible is more than the value of your car, then you can consider not having these coverages. Um, both comprehensive and collision coverage are optional insurance that protects your vehicle. Liability is a third type of insurance and liability is mandated. So it's legally required by the state and there's certain um, minimums that each state requires so you can always go with the minimum or you can buy more coverage um, but liability is to cover you for costs associated with injuries death or damage that's caused to another person's vehicle property and so i want to ask you a question why is insurance higher for those that are like teenagers are in their 20s what is the reason behind that because I think when you get older, I mean, you run the risk of not seeing stuff. <laughs> and you run a red light well, really easy. I mean, I don't know. So that's, um, that kind of falls under number two on our list, um, that the premium prices are determined using specific factors. So statistics show us that younger drivers with less experience behind the wheel and male drivers are more likely to have an accident. Uh, so there's a statistics. There are actuarial um, um, careers out there. There are actuarial people who um, they, they keep up with this data and um, they know that younger drivers are higher risk. Um, however, married drivers are less likely to file an accident claim. 
so when you look at some of those factors that insurance companies look at when they're trying to calculate and formulate what premiums will be, they usually look at the type of vehicle that you own, your driving habits, um, how much you use your car. So the more miles you're behind the wheel means more exposure to risk. Um, additional factors are where you live, where you park your car, and again, age, gender, and marital status. So if you live in an urban neighborhood where there's typically higher rates of accidents, theft, and vandalism, then you're probably going to have higher premiums. Um, compared to suburban or rural areas where there's less traffic, fewer cars, uh, I'm sorry, fewer car thefts, and fewer break-ins, then those areas tend to have lower risk, and insurance is all about risk management. All right, does anybody have any questions on number two? Our listeners out there, if you got questions, 816-931-5534. We're moving on to number three. Okay, so a more expensive vehicle does not always cost more to insure. Now, this one's interesting because you might think, if I'm driving a big, expensive SUV, uh, I'm going to pay more for my insurance. So certain types of vehicles do cost more to insure. However, if you drive a vehicle with built-in security features like anti-lock brakes or anti-theft devices, you may qualify for discounts on your car insurance premium. An expensive SUV might have better claim rates for accidents or also for theft than a lower priced car. So your premium could actually end up costing you less than you expect for a more expensive vehicle um, if it has better claim rates. And you can determine where you might be by understanding and um, just asking those questions of your local insurance advisor when you're shopping for a new vehicle. So you'll want to just, you know, ask um, what costs you might incur for the models that you're looking at before you buy so you have an idea, um, you know, if you're, if you're purchasing a car that has better safety ratings, then you're probably going to be looking at better premiums. Mm, good to know. I'm not sure if I said that number for our callers. 816-931-5534. 816-931-5534 if you got questions or comments. All right, let's keep it rolling. I was going to ask okay. quickly. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, sure. If your car is usually in a garage, would that also be something you should tell your insurer to make sure that that would hopefully reduce your rates because it wouldn't be out getting held on and things? Yes, that does make um, a, somewhat, somewhat of a difference, so definitely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, where you park your car, where you live, um, those things definitely play into what your premiums will look like. Thank you. Good question. Sure, thank you. So next, um, personal auto insurance does not cover using your vehicle for business. Um, this is an area where a lot of people get into trouble um, because most policies exclude driving your personal vehicle for business purposes. And many insurance companies will actually cancel your policy if they discover that you're doing this. Uh, if you have any type of side gig that involves making deliveries or driving people, you need to make sure that you're properly covered. Uh, companies like Safeco offer an endorsement that provides coverage for customers who use their personal vehicles to drive for transportation network companies such as Uber and Lyft. Also, even in businesses where you might be driving customers and you're using your personal vehicle, um, no matter what type of business it is, you need to check with your insurance advisor and you know, find out what endorsements you need to protect yourself, protect your business, and protect any clients that you may have in your car. All right. But driving back and forth to work doesn't count as driving for business because that could be confusing, right? 
Right. So driving back and forth to work, if you have, if you're just going to a, um, a job where you are employed by someone else, that's not considered business use. Uh, the the insurance companies do want to know the number of miles that you're commuting back and forth to work each day, because you will see if you have a vehicle that you're using to go back and forth to work, and then you have one that you're just using maybe for um, plunger that you only drive on the weekend. There, that is a difference. Um, again, as I stated earlier, when you're, um, you know, the more miles you're in your car, the more time you're in your car, the higher the risk. And so that is taken into consideration as one of those factors when they're determining premiums. But um, the difference here is whether you're using your car for business purposes, meaning if you're an Uber driver, let's say you have a regular job, but then you have a side gig as an Uber driver, or you're working for DoorDash, um, you need to check and be sure that you have a special endorsement to cover those additional things that you're doing on the side as a business owner, whether it's a part-time or a full-time business. Good to know. I did not know that as I'm not an Uber driver or a delivery driver, so I didn't know that they needed to have that extra backup. Right. And so the next thing, the next point I have on my list is auto insurance follows the car, not the driver. So if you loan your car, you're also loaning that person your insurance. And this is, again, one of the things that people don't know, they don't think about. Um, but we really need to understand that unless it's an emergency, or if you've been drinking and you shouldn't drive, it's really best not to take a chance on letting someone else drive your vehicle. Uh, simply put, if you allow somebody else to drive your vehicle and they have a wreck, you will be liable if the other person doesn't have an insurance policy that covers a borrowed vehicle. Now, there there is coverage that's available to Mostly everyone in terms of driving borrowed vehicles, we, we've all gone places or traveled where we had to rent a car and um, if that covers any vehicle that you might borrow or rent, then you may not need to you know, pay for the insurance that's offered to you from the rental car company. Um, so same situation here, if you're letting someone borrow your car, um, you might need to, you know, think about that and um, not let them drive or maybe check with them to find out if they have auto insurance, does their auto insurance cover a car that they're using that belongs to someone else. So even if you're in the car with them while they're driving your car, that's still not legal if they don't have it. It's not it's not so much that it's not legal, it's, uh, I mean, it's a liability <laughs> issue. So uh -huh. for you, as the, the owner of that car and the person who has the insurance policy, if the other driver doesn't have a policy that covers a borrowed vehicle and they have a wreck, then that liability is going to be on you and your insurance company. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Do y'all know that? about that yeah i think a lot of people don't realize that like even if you're in the car and someone someone else is operating your vehicle if something happens that you will be responsible if that driver mm -hmm. doesn't have that borrowed insurance i don't think a lot of us know, knew, knew that or know that great info great info okay and so the last item on my drive up the price when you need it again. Now, insurance companies consider uncovered drivers to be a higher risk than those who diligently keep their policies in force. So even a one-day lapse in coverage can lead to higher rates. Um, we all know that it's easy to forget to pay a bill. So consider using auto pay for your insurance or if you're able to uh, pay your premium policy in full, or the policy for your premiums in full um, for the whole term. Um, these are a couple ways that you can lower your insurance bill and ensure that you don't have a lapse in coverage that will increase your cost. 
very helpful tips. But what if you sell your car or you move to a city where it's not practical having a car, so you don't have a car for a year or so? Will that still impact your rates when you get insured again the following year? It, it could possibly, but I encourage you, if you have those situations where you don't need insurance, you're not going to be driving your car, or maybe you um, are not in possession of a vehicle for some time, uh, if that happens during a time that you have an active policy, reach out to your insurance agency or your agent um, to find out what options you have and make them aware um, so then, you know, when you come back and need that coverage again, it doesn't look like you just um, stop paying your premium. Thank you. That's a good point because I didn't have a car for three years. And so naturally I wasn't paying for any insurance because I didn't have anything to pay it on. So that's a very good, mm-hmm. good point to bring up. So I, I want to go around the room in here and and say what do we think the benefits of having auto or home insurance or really any type of insurance what do you think a benefit is and then what do you think a con is let me go first because i don't want y'all taking my con (laughs) (laughs) i think the benefit for me is if something happens i don't have to come out of pocket on whatever however huge the expense can be the con is if don't nothing happen um i've paid the premium so okay yeah, I. you have to balance out the chance of having complete disaster. I mean, if you think about your home, even as, as humble as it may be, it is your home, it is your space, you may have a significant mortgage on it, it has all of your possessions, and if you have no insurance whatsoever, and it's, it's just all gone, and the actual cost, and the time, and the time, required to go out and replace every single appliance that you need all of your clothing for work all of the things your kids need um, everything they need for school really just setting aside the sentimental value the time required is from what i've seen from friends that have gone through this it's a full-time job in and of itself that uh, really weighs them down just having to try to scramble that and I've seen folks with a uh, one bad car accident and no insurance take them from the path of just about to get to financial security into literally moving into their parents' basement in their 40s. And I would do anything to avoid that. (laughs) I would sell plasma every day to avoid going living in my parents' basement. (laughs) I'd say for me the big pro is liability because it's not just the cost of replacing your car or your house if you've had a wreck and somebody else has been injured that could be hundreds of thousands or more in medical and compensatory damage and there's no way anyone i know can afford that and i mean morally you also need to be protecting those other people if they're needing that sort of payout and uh, bills paying for them after you've injured them And the con is, a lot of the time it seems really complicated to people and really hard to file a claim after they've had an issue, or that there's so much fine print sometimes that things that they thought were covered actually had little exclusions in there and they didn't really understand the coverage they had. And when they came to file, they found they couldn't actually get a decent payout. So sometimes it seems really complicated and you know I wanted to to add on that because I was talking with a friend about our upcoming show and she had shared with me that she had family members that you know had paid their home insurance and an issue came up and they were having getting a lot of pushback on getting what they needed taken care of so people people who have dealt with that with home insurance just getting the pushback I mean I've, they've paid these premium for all these years what would you have to say Shonda like how do you how do you make sure that that is something that's not happening within your own agency? That's when it's important to know that you're working with someone who has your best interest in mind. They're, you're working with someone who is able to help you understand what's in your policy and they're educating you on that. Um, it goes back to that level of service that I mentioned earlier uh, about Um, you know, wanting to take care of your customers and making sure that um, you're not just 
getting them on the phone and quoting uh, some numbers that sound really good because it's um, it's cheaper than what they already had. You really need to you know, be able to educate your customers on what's in their policy, what what coverages they have, and making sure that they understand that. Awesome. And I want to talk about, because you are a woman, you are a beautiful black woman on top of that, let's talk about uh, the place of women in the insurance industry. What can you share with us on that? Okay, so um, women make up about 60% of the insurance, of people in the insurance industry, but only about 35% of independent agencies are led by a woman agency principal or senior manager. Uh, Considering the industry as a whole is made up of about 60% women, it's really a pretty telling statistic that only about a third of the businesses are actually headed by women. So as some of you may guess, insurance has always been a very male dominated a very white male dominated industry but in recent years women have been able to achieve higher levels of success in the industry because of more focus on creating balance and diversity Uh, however the statistics become less heartening when you take a closer look so in 2019 women accounted for only 19% of board seats, 10% of officer positions, and about 12% of C-suite roles in the insurance industry. So in our, in our current environment of hashtag MeToo and heightened emphasis on equality, the undertones of gender discrimination still managed to cast a really ugly shadow on um, where we are in the industry. So for me, I feel it's really uh, important to to point out that the change is happening in this traditionally old-fashioned industry. Um, That change starts with women like myself who are bold enough to invest in agency ownership in spite of industry dinosaurs telling us that we'll never be able to get carrier appointments or the insurance is just too difficult to learn. Um, Change also starts with the sheer number of women who are currently working in insurance. This combined with more and more women entering insurance careers creates a perfect opportunity for positive change. Women like myself, in this industry also have to be willing to mentor, to educate, and to create referral opportunities for young ladies who are coming out of high school and college who are interested in having businesses in the insurance industry. Thank you so much. I want to ask you, did you have any reservations with the percentages of women that you knew? Did you have any like, oh, I don't know if I should really go forth with this. Do you have any reservations before you started this? I, I didn't, and that's probably because I've been a first at a number of things um, in my lifetime and in my career uh, from, you know, high school to now, even like, even when I was younger. Um, I, um, I've had m- multiple times in my life where I've been thrust into situations where I was the, the only black woman or the first black woman or the first woman. And so for me, um, it, it wasn't a thought. It was just, again, looking at those key factors that I knew that I wanted to have in a business and also looking at the opportunities that I hope I can extend to other women that, that might be interested in entering the insurance industry. Awesome. And if you can go ahead and give your contact information to our listeners, that would be wonderful. Sure. You can find us online at kansascity.agency or call us at 913-553-6229. 
And do you have consultations? Anybody has questions or? Absolutely. So we are available for consultations over the phone. We can do uh, video chat consultations through Google Meet or Zoom. And so if you um, go to our website, you can schedule those consultations or give us a call. We are happy to visit with you, um, meet with you uh, in the, the environment that we've been in for the last year been able to meet with our clients over uh, tele-meetings with Zoom or Google Meet has been really convenient and uh, really efficient. So we're continuing to offer those types of meetings, but please feel free to reach out to us anytime you have questions. Also, it's, we're almost gearing up to, to need to take our second station break here. But before we do that, I want to ask you, is there anything you want to say to those out there who might not be currently insured and think they can't afford it or whatever their reason is why they don't have insurance? What would you like to say to them? I would like to say there's, there's coverage available for everyone, no matter your income level, no matter what your situation is. So, you know, go online, um, contact someone locally that you trust, and, um, you know, talk to them about whatever your situation is. Uh, one thing that I encounter with a lot of people is when they're having challenges, is they're uncomfortable with um, providing some of the personal information that's needed to be able to find out what coverage is available to them. And so, you know, let go of that, that hesitancy um, to trust and, um, you know, be willing um, to share. Uh, you know, we're not here to, to make any judgments uh, about anyone. I, you know, really just want to help if I can. If I can't help you, then I'm going to refer you to someone who I feel like can. But, um, you know, let go of, of the apprehension. Um, be willing to provide the information that's needed. Don't feel like, uh, you know, when we ask questions that we're just trying to pry into your personal business. Um, there's a lot of information that we need to be able to get you the right fit for the right insurance company that can provide you with the coverage you need. Awesome. And it is that time for, did you have something you wanted to say before we went to break, Fiona? No, but I will have a question when we come back from this break. All right. Stay with us, folks. I am Angela Believes, and you are listening to Every Woman on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. We have been speaking with Shonda Gonzalez. She is the owner of Kansas City Agency. She has been giving us a lot of information and facts on how to attain and keep and assess the type of coverage you would need for auto, um, home, or business insurance. So we've got some questions from our co-hosts here. I had a quick one and then I'll pass it to Una. I was going to say, given the odds being stacked against women in the industry, do you, are you, do you mentor people? Is there a formal mentorship program out there for people to reach out? I don't have a formal mentorship program uh, available at Kansas City Agency. There are organizations uh, there's a, um, a program available for high school students, and um, there are um, opportunities available within different industry organizations who can give women exposure. Um, for me, I know that ultimately I, I want to be able to develop and be available as a mentor. Um, just as a business owner in general, I have worked with and mentored uh, several women over the last um, 15, 20 years in answering and helping them understand what they need to start a business and get their business going, um, general things regarding marketing, uh, 
And so again, with my agency, I, I am wanting to make opportunities available for women who are interested in getting into the industry. And so some of that specific insurance training and mentoring may come through organizations that I am affiliated with, um, but there are resources available. That's great, thank you. I know that uh, some people, when they have a uh, traffic ticket, go. some cities will allow them to uh, appear in court and pay a really high markup, like uh, double the ticket plus court costs so that it won't appear on their record, so it goes to a non-moving violation. I had a friend who did that for something like uh, seven or eight tickets in a row, and it cost them thousands of dollars, but they were convinced that as soon as they had one speeding ticket or any minor infraction, that their insurance rates would go through the roof and that they actually saved money in the long run. Is that really the case or, or is a lot of the times those things kind of a scam? That may not always be the case. I'm not gonna say that it's a scam, but I would suggest that someone in that position speak with an insurance advisor and you know find out how that moving violation will affect them. Um, there's a number of different programs available through uh, various carriers that um, you know there's programs like accident forgiveness or mm-hmm. um, um, you know different uh, options for um, those types of situations that it may not you know if they've been a safe driver for a number of years that one moving violation may not have a big impact on their insurance so i would say you know talk with your insurance advisor first and let them help you determine how that violation might affect your insurance premiums before you spend money to have that violation removed from your record I guess people might be afraid, I, I know I personally would, too, if that if you reached out to your insurance advisor to ask about that, that the first thing they would do is check to see if you had a violation on record and then raise your rates anyway. So you're sort of tipping your hand, I guess. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, we're, we're here to help our customers. And uh, even um, even if um they they don't you know call and ask for advice at some point when it's time to renew your your policy that information is going to come up again whenever we quote and move forward with trying to find a policy for customers there's certain reports that have to be pulled and that's uh, kind of what I alluded to earlier with um, just having the level of trust in providing honest information to your agent um, so that we can look for the best options for you for coverage. But there's, um, you know, there's um, soft credit pools that are done and there's also uh, clues reports, uh, motor vehicle reports that are accessed um, before a policy can be bound. So whether you, you know, are upfront and provide that information sooner um, than later, eventually when it's time to renew your policy, it's, it's going to be discovered. That's good advice. Thank you. Thank, on, you. Thank you for asking. On a related note, uh, I often hear that the state will insure people as like an insurer of last resort if they're virtually uninsurable is that true and other other people that might be cheaper and better for people to appeal to first there there is coverage available uh, um, many states have different um, funds and um, insurance in place for drivers or for um, even um, homeowners who have um, they're just uninsurable uh, in the um, in the regular market, uh, but that's usually again um, last case, worst case uh, scenario that someone would have to go that route to to be able to get funding through those special uh, state 
funds and um, need back coverage. So you would, you know, you'd have to really be in, um, you'd have to have really a lot of, um, a lot of violations or a lot of claims to the point where um, an insurance company would consider you such a high risk that they won't write you or they won't provide you with coverage. I had a friend who had six accidents totaling cars within one year, all of them his fault, and he had to go that route because no one would touch him with a 10-foot pole, with good reason. (laughs) And thank you so much, Shonda. Is there any last words you would like to share with our listeners if they have any issues or concerns about insurance or they want to switch um, with their current provider? Any last words? Um, I last words, you know, I would say, uh, can you hear me? Yes, so my, yes. my, I guess my final words would be, you know, work with a work with an insurance advisor who you feel comfortable with uh, that is educating you and providing you with the information that you need. I would also like to say that the lower price doesn't necessarily mean the the best policy. Uh, sometimes you can opt for the lowest price because maybe that's all you feel you can afford. But then you really have to consider at that lower price, are you getting the best coverage that you need for your particular situation? Um, keep in mind, as I said earlier, insurance is all about risk management and it's always a trade-off of you know what you're spending um, to get the best coverage, to be able to have the peace of mind, and to know that you are protected in the event of an accident or in the event of any uh, incidents that would cause liability to right. you and to your family. Thank you so much. That is our time. Go ahead and give your contact information to our listeners. So if they want to have a consultation with you or they're interested in, um, you know, getting your services, how can they reach you? Yes, you. You can reach us by calling 913-553-6229 or visit our website online to schedule a consultation. And the website is kansascity.agency. Thank you so much, Shonda. I would like you all to stay tuned for Urban Connections coming up next with Donna, Wolf, Karen, and Jasmine. And that is our show on Every Woman. I hope you all have been enlightened and informed. We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.